This, this is the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Find us on air, online, on mobile, and on your smart speaker. Please subscribe at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Now, here's the host of Our Auto Expert. Our Auto Expert. Nick Miles. Locally created, nationally celebrated from the northwest to the southeast, this is the World's Car Radio Show. If it has a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. This is our Auto Expert, where two million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with Automatic Andy. That's me over here in the corner, but I'm um, here. I've unleashed a beast with you, by the way. Uh, what what beast? Well, because you wanted to do the top five things about cars. You know, when we get a test drive and you're like, Woo, I'm going to go, yeah, we're going to have fun in this, Dude. you know, Lexus RC500. Yeah. And I've unleashed this guy that's like now highly critical. I turned into a car diva overnight. Yeah. You even have the heels and the purple eyeshadow. I do. I just now I've tasted what the what the life is like. You know what I mean? Oh, so now everything go. else just tastes gross. Now everything yeah. is diet seltzer water. You know? How does it feel after driving like the BMW M eight competition over the weekend to do car reviews and then getting into your single mom car? I'm tell I'll tell you well, first thing, right off the jump, it is so convenient to be able to go get tacos that much quicker in four point <laughs> two seconds as opposed to a moderate 25 minutes yeah 10 yeah 10 second to get to 40 miles an hour uh-huh so the but, single mom i just i don't know i don't know what to do with that now because i got it for sensibility i got it for school i got it to you know i don't i don't think i've ever spent more than 35 dollars a week on it to fill it up right but you know what i'm an adult now i know what i, I know what i You've know you've been an adult for a while i like what well says you but <laughs> I, I know what i know i like what i like and i like the the taste of luxury i don't not there's nothing wrong with my single mom car welcome to america yeah i just i just want to be in a colon this, all this day. is this is the the trouble i believe everybody in america deserves luxury we should just like do. take the price down about 94 percent just a little bit <laughs> <laughs> not 9.4 94 percent no, so start. everybody could afford it everybody deserves napa leather on their behind yeah or kappa gold like uh, just making does. things up now. Yeah, I am. I'm shooting. Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah, everybody deserves to go fast, to have performance, to have everybody deserves it. You know what else? Everyone deserve. I think is a, is an, an entitlement. Actually, is cooled seats. Well, is cooled seats um, your need for cool seats? Does it ratio your uh, your your body size? Well, yeah. Yeah, because I never see skinny people like Jen go. Oh, where are the cool seats? She's always like, "Where are the heated seats?" Yeah, that's the problem with being skinny. You guys are always cold, or yeah, you guys are always cold. I'm always hot. I I'm a tweener. It. No, you're skinny. No, I'm a tweener. Tweener? Yeah, I'm between fat and skinny. Yeah, you are kind of thick. I'm thick, but little. You're a little thick. Do you? I was on a car event this week, and somebody mm. in in I was on two. One in Palo Alto, driving the new Santa Cruz mm. from Hyundai, which is their truck. Mm. They don't call it a truck, and I let it call it a truck. It's a sport activity vehicle. Excuse me, what? Yeah, okay, it's a whole different story. Okay. We can get into that in a minute. <laughs> but then I went to New York to drive the Wagoneer, which is Jeep's new gorgeous I want one dot com, mm-hmm. and um, it was so nice. Hundred six thousand dollars, nice. But wow. yeah, wow is exactly it for a Jeep. You never think. No. But I, it I'm telling you right now, 
and it tastes good too. Anyway, that's a whole different story. Yes. Um, so as a couple of things, getting into it, um, I met a few people that said, wow, you look really skinny. What's going on? And I said, yeah, mm -hmm. I lost 51 pounds. And they were like, I bet you can't wrestle me now. <laughs> Dove in and picked me up. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's not, you know. I also noticed that I used to really love getting upgraded to first class. Mm. And since I've been a vegan and I'm 51 pounds lighter, it, I don't care. It's probably not that big of a I don't deal eat now. a meal. I don't drink alcohol. Um, I work, which it does give you more room to work. But, mm. you know. For, I mean, the I'm price, up. though. My thighs don't rub against the seat sides anymore. <laughs> you don't need an extender? No. No seatbelt <laughs> extender for me. Yeah, 51 pounds is a lot of weight. That and is a lot. driving cars is different, too, now. I used to be able to plant my backside into, a, like, the M8 and mm -hmm. go around a corner at 60 miles an hour. Now I have to worry about sliding out the seat. Yeah, that you hit that G you have to cinch. There's no way you can cinch the seatbelt in a car like you can a plane. <laughs> no. Like in a plane, you can cinch it so it hurts. Yeah. In a car, it's up to the car how it cinches it in. No, you get what you get. Yeah, you get what you get. Exactly. No, you can get like swaddled in a plane. I like that. You do? Yeah. I somehow have a picture of you in a plane now with a baby blanket on with your arms tucked by your side. Yeah, man, totally. I just, I just cause enough of a ruckus that they have to put a swaddle on me and then I just go to bed. Oh, dear. It's a packed show today, Andy. I'm so happy about it. Uh, we have a lot going on on the show today. Uh, we're going to talk McLaren. So here's the story about McLaren and Rolls-Royce and Aston Martin. Please don't tell anybody this story because I don't want to get... I don't want to seem like I'm a toffee-nosed idiot, but it might come out after this story. A toffee... You guys write that down. Yeah, a toffee-nosed idiot. Okay. Um, here's the deal. I am going to England. Um COVID has lifted enough that I am have to spend two weeks in Germany. I feel like I need to And I'm going to spend a week in, no, I'm going to spend a week in England. But here's the deal. I'm not, I'm coming back. So. Oh, all thank, your, oh, yeah. God, okay. oh thank Good. God. I was okay. like. I thought that was the end of the story. No, I'm going to England. Bye. Um, and I was thinking while I was there, I'd film a few cars. Mm. So we also have levels of automakers, you know, like Rolls Royce, McLaren, yeah, BMW, the, hierarchy the, the hierarchy, right? And yeah. then I could probably get a Ford Focus, no, no problem, <laughs> a transit van, perhaps. <laughs> right, yeah. That wouldn't be too much work to get one of those. <laughs> but I was thinking, like, I'm going to start at the top of the list and aim, you know, and I, I decided I'll do it in blocks of three. Like, I'll ask three of the most premium automakers in the world if I could film one of their cars. And then if it said no, I'd just keep moving down the list until I hit. I do it in blocks of three just in case you get, you know, in case you get two that say yes, then you have yeah. to choose. There's a crossover. I get it. So I, e I emailed um, Elizabeth Williams at Rolls-Royce. <clears throat> I emailed Rom Armit Roger Armitage, who's on the show today, oh. at, Mo at McLaren. Yeah. And I emailed Valentine Oldham, who uh, runs the PR agency for uh, Aston Martin. And I said, hey, guys, I'm going to be in England in these dates. Could I get a car to film? Because both my nephews are uh, video guys, so mm -hmm. you know we have a crew already standing by, and it would be fun. And um, they all came back, and they're delivering the cars. All three. All three. Oh come on! The first on. three. So Aston Martin DBX, which is their SUV, and wow. is one hundred eighty-six thousand dollars. I don't know what it is in pounds, shillings, and pence, but it's <laughs> one hundred eighty-six thousand dollars, <laughs> and it's like holy cow! This thing is amazing. Um, then Rolls-Royce are sending a Ghost, and McLaren are a seven, sending in a 760 um, 
I think convertible. I'm not sure. You know, S760S. If you're going to be out there and doing all the hubbub about everything, you're getting a ghost, right? Yeah. The new ghost. No, no, no. So, sorry, a Cullinan, not a ghost. A Cullinan, a Cullinan. the SUV. Okay. I was going to say, because the Ghostbuster movie, new one's coming out. You oh. could do a, there could be a marriage. <laughs> <there>. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who are you going to call? Nick Miles. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, it's a Cullinan. So, who are you going to call? Nick Miles isn't going to work. No. Um, so, I have those three cars, and my sister's like, we only have four parking spaces at our house which is, you know, my house where I'm staying. So she goes, we only have four, and we have four cars. I went, well, you'll be parking in the pub then, won't you? No doubt, yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not street. leaving the Cullen in the pub. So can you please just confirm one quick thing? Okay, real go. Quick. Yeah. So in my in my mind, this is how it's going to go. Okay. You're going to get the Rolls-Royce Cullen in. Yeah. Whatever order it is, you'll have that. I'm going to get the DBX at the, uh, the airport because it's the smallest one, and it will take my luggage. Okay. So... Please tell me you're going to take the DBX. When you're done with it, yay, we did it, we reviewed it, we went and got fish and chips in it. Are you going to drive that to go get the Cullinan? No, no, they're delivering all three at my sister's house at the same time. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, so like, gonna how, my house and I'll have three cars. How gluttonous would that be taking your Aston Martin to go get the Rolls Royce to drop it off, you know? But that's even that's even a little, little more that all three of them you're getting at the same time. <sighs> It's interesting. I, I did want to say that uh, finding the perfect hire can still be like searching for a needle in a bottomless haystack of resumes and indeed makes hiring fast and simple with 135 skill tests to help candidates prove they have the experience your job requires. Their powerful hiring platform even helps you schedule and conduct video interviews right on their site, which is probably why Indeed delivers four times more hires than any other job site combined. That's according to Talent Nest. To learn more about finding your next great hire, visit indeed.com slash credit. Um, and to find your new supercar, visit Nick Miles' driveway in England. I just, I love how British you are. It makes what? me really happy. Does it? Yeah. Because just the way you say things. You're, I like, uh, today I need to schedule the west, rest of my day. So, um, I have to tell you something that may have, I'm not sure this was inappropriate or not, but I had an hour and a half in the second row of the um, Jeep Grand Wagoneer with Jim Morrison, the vice president of Jeep. We were drove from the off-road course to the airport, to mm. the hotel by the airport. Mm. And we sat in the back. We did a little radio interview, which is coming up. You guys will hear that in a future show. But I have changed my Siri voice oh, to no. Indian. Oh, no, <laughs> And Nick. so Siri was plugged in into the car. Who gave you the aux cord? <laughs> <laughs> and it was plugged into the car because they were using that for directions. The driver was. Uh-huh. And um, we're just in this interview. And Siri, the whole time in the background of the interview, is going, Turn left at the next exit. <laughs> and I'm like, I love the Indian guy, mm-hmm. you know, the voice on Siri. Mm-hmm. But I'm wondering whether that's not appropriate. Is it rude? Because I, I think it's awesome. I don't know. I used know. to have South African. Yeah. Afrikaans. Well, yeah. He used would... to say, come up to the next intersection and make a left. Yeah, I don't know, Afrikaans. We're, we're in a really, we're in a weird spot. Like, I just, Siri did it. I didn't. Like, Siri's, Siri's voice, not much. Like, I chose to have Siri talk yeah. to me like that. But sh- is that inappropriate well, in my car? Well, I think, I think we have to assume it's okay because it's available. All right. 
This will be a debate for the whole show. All right, coming up, we have Aston Martin. We have loads more chat about what cars are going on and more gorgeous stuff on Our Auto Expert. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. OurAutoExpert.com is where you can find all the latest. You can hear all the new shows, see past automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at OurAutoExpert.com. Uh, automatic Andy is here. He's in the pits today. Um, so we have the Lexus RC350F.com. F Sport. F Sport. All-wheel drive version. We got did, tricked out. How did you like I liked it a lot. Um, it it's a it's a it's an interesting sports car because it gets down the road quick. Yeah. But Lexus went ahead and said, you know what, consumers, let me just throw you a little bit of extra luxury and just let me just double dip on the comfort. Right. And let me give you some heated seats. Uh, if if you if you hang out and get the F Sport, we'll reward you uh, yeah. with all wheel drive. Yeah. The heated and cooled seats. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's, you might as well, if you're going to get, if you're, if you're in the market and you're going to go ahead and get the RC, yeah, you might as well get the 350 and you might as well get, um, the black line edition. Cause that just upgrades you for everything. Black line edition. I know that's coming up. All right. Okay. So, Tell us about your list then. So we start with, oh, what happened to my thing? Uh, oh, there we go. Yeah, Sorry. your script, your scriptless. Well, I just in there's, Seattle. There's so many Portland, things about or this. Chicago. Yeah, okay. I had to write it down. Okay. So the one it starts at forty-eight thousand. The one that we have is fifty thousand two hundred, uh, because we have all we the have bells. two thousands of bells, yeah. two thousand dollars worth of bells. I mean, they they spared no expense on that one. All right. So the black fifty thousand dollars isn't bad though, is it? No, it's not, and that's you're getting a lot of car for this. All right. I mean, it, it really is. Uh, even though they they doubled up and double dipped on the luxury, they didn't they didn't pass that on to the consumer. I don't feel like. Okay. Um. So from the base model upgrades, you're getting more of the ashwood interior. Yeah. The, that nice wood grain. Um. You get the all wheel drive. Yeah. The F Sport front grille. <laughs> Depending on where you live, like most of our market, we have a lot of people that listen in Florida and Tennessee and. Mm-hmm. Hi, Florida and Tennessee. We have a, like like five or six radio stations in Florida. I think that um, they don't care so much about all-wheel drive, but I will tell you right now, it, all-wheel drive is not just about snow and, and bad weather. Um, it's about performance. We mm-hmm. have all-wheel drive. It just is a better drive. Yeah, and if you don't do the all-wheel, if you don't pony up and get that, then you the, the all-wheel drive is a, is a V6. Right. Um, but when you do the non it was rear wheel drive. The rear, wheel. rear wheel drive. Yeah, you get a, um, the eight speed transmission oh. for non non rear wheel drive. Yeah. Okay. So one of the other cool things about the Lexus on the inside, the digital dash, you yeah. can interact with it. When you move around, um, the the dash moves. It kind of looks at what your eyes are doing, and it, you can select and do other menus within the digital dash. dash. Wow, so that is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, if you have watching enough money, you watching me, it is, it's weird, but it's cool. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't like it when people watch me and I'm not really sure what's going on. Well, at least this one's giving you the option. That's why I go with the plastic bag on my head to the supermarket. <laughs> but that's a whole different story. He does do that. That's not a joke. Uh, so if you, if you're just going to do it, get the black line because as a thank you, yeah. you get a two piece matching set of zero Halliburton luggages. Oh, you get Hi, to put thanks those for coming right to work today. Yeah, no, it's, just, it's just nice. It's nice. 
Yeah. Uh, the V6 with the rear wheel drive gets you a 306 horsepower engine and a zero to 60 time of a quick 5.7 seconds. Oh, nice. Uh, you 5. get 4. 5.7? And then that's weight dependent, right? So with us two, it, it would be 11 something. Yeah, <laughs> a brisk 11.4. 11. Um, 11 point fat. <laughs> 11 point fat, yes. Four drive modes, custom, eco, sport S, and Sport S Plus. Guess which one goes the fastest? The Plus. Yep. Hello. You win. I had it in the Plus when we went through Starbucks today. Did oh, you? you went with me. Oh, yeah. No, I wasn't. No. How was it? The, did everyone Google at you? Yeah. I, I like to go into Starbucks and put it in neutral and, and then rev it because, you mm. know, you're in a little canopy. It used to be a bank, the Starbucks that we go to. Mm. So they have, like, the ATMs used to be there, so they have that little drive-up canopy. Yeah. Um, and so sound is amplified in there, so I like to go and put it in Sport Plus, put it into neutral and rev it a few times, and then everybody <laughs> leans out the window at Starbucks and goes, Nick's here. <laughs> What's he driving? It's always a spectacle with you. I love it. It's funny at Starbucks because when we when I drive something really cool through the Starbucks drive through, um, I get a lot of people going, um, you know how cool this is. Mm -hmm. But it's always the girls. Oh well, yeah, the boys in Starbucks, the men, men boys. Uh -huh. I don't care. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. It's him. It's that goofball again. So Sorry. Guy. Carry on with your list. Um, so those four modes that you have, I mean, I would just always have it in S plus mode. Um, we have Mark Levinson speakers in it, and they went ahead and Lexus put tweeters in the back door. Nick, oh, uh, I love it. Tweeters in the back door. They did up. They Wait. did upgrade a little. The RC. Yeah, uh -huh. it has. A, it's a two door. You mean tweeters in the back area? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, not the back seat. In the back where you would sit and put yeah. the groceries. Yes, yeah. not the back seat because they're where, where I would bucks. sit and put the groceries. So yes. I'm in the trunk. Is that it? <laughs> Automatically. Um, they did update their emergency braking system, lane keeping assistance, and the departure warnings. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I, I turn all that off anyway. Right? Yeah, Nick. He just he factory resets the car and yeah. is able to go zero to a hundred way quicker. But the thing the the thing that I looked at it that really made me smile is that there's a secret function they don't necessarily tell the what? consumer when you buy it and it's not something that's advertised really but it, it it's not it has a remote start function but it's not advertised it's not told about how how do you do it then if you got to hit the lock button three times and on the third on the third Wait, button the car key here's you, my pocket you have to hold it and then it starts the car let's see the car's in the parking lot here mm -hmm. the lock yeah one, one. Two, oh wait, it's not going here. Okay. One, two, two, hold. I, I need to move the microphone oh, by the window. Need to go over there. Yeah, because it's not working. So one, two, two, three. Hold it. Yep. Bun, 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 bun. Uh, how do I know it started? I can't see if it started. Or not. I reckon the lights would come on. No, they haven't. Oh, well, I don't know anything about the new cars. Do they do? Is there some other, like, do, can you Let's see the again. exhaust going? Let me unlock it. Okay. Can I see the exhaust going? All right, it's unlocked. Uh-huh. One, two, 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 two. Oh, I give up. <laughs> they, maybe they just, don't want you to have it's, that access. I'm, you should see my face is pinned up against the studio window <laughs> so I can get close <laughs> enough to the parking lot to try and even get it to unlock. Yeah. There's people from outside watching and going, what? Is he all right? What are they doing? Did, is there? somebody being assaulted in the studio there? <laughs> Face is squished up against the window. Uh, our auto expert will continue. We'll get to more on Andy's list coming up. Stand by.
You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. This is our Auto Expert Radio Show. You can see us on TikTok. You can start a conversation with us at any particular social media channel. Just ask a con question. Direct messages at our Auto Expert. It's where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm Nick Miles, along with Automatic Andy at the show today. So, um... I told everybody the story of uh, being driving a McLaren while I'm in uh, in England, mm-hmm. and and we're we're not going to talk about that specific McLaren, but we're going to talk about a relative of that McLaren, the uh, 765 LT Spider. Uh, joining us is, uh, of course, as he joins us every time we talk about McLarens, is uh, Roger Ormisher. Uh, Roger, so let's talk a little bit about this. I noticed that. Every McLaren story I seem to read is there's so much interest in this vehicle. It will be a limited run, and uh, they're already sold out. Is that the story with this one, too? Uh, yeah, pretty well. <laughs> um, sadly, <laughs> we had to get in line a little bit earlier. Can we just talk um, about Can we talk about cars that aren't sold out yet? Because I feel like everyone's getting excited. And then, <laughs> and then we, all we say is, oh, they're sold out. Sorry. Uh, yeah, I feel bad. I mean, it's it's one of those cars that people really wait for the LT versions that we do, which are obviously very track focused cars, as you know, Nick. Yeah. Um, they're lighter, they're faster, and and they're much sought after. So yeah, we have what we call more expressions of interest than we have build slots, which uh. Uh, yeah, kind of means it's sold out, unfortunately. I like the idea of thinking that you have build slots. Because you know it's it's like uh, we can squeeze two of those in here and nine of those over there, but the rest of you're out of luck, which I think is makes yeah. me smile a little bit. Um, so, uh, it's, does LT stand for light? No, long tail. Oh, long, long tail. tail. It der- okay. if, if you remember, it derives from the original F1, the yeah. McLaren F1, yeah, um, at Le Mans, and that yeah. had that longer tail on it. So it's yeah. And we kind of made it into a bit of a sub-brand, really, in right. recent years. And, right. and the enthusiasts love them. They love them. So mm-hmm. who – I'm interested in the a car, of course, but the customers, are these sort of people that wish they'd had a career in F1? <laughs> Probably, yeah. Right. There's certainly people – and I think you know, Nick, McCown owners really do track their cars. They right. love to take them to tracks and track yeah. days and customer days and, and get out there and really use them hard. And this is – the LT is the, the car that you want for a track day. Right. It's so light, it's so focused, um, and you've got that four quad cam exhaust at yep. the back. It makes an amazing noise as well. Yeah. Um, and with the convertible roof, you can hear it even better. I I haven't ever met a McLaren. I didn't learn that, uh, like the noise it made because they they all make and it's very <laughs> it's very unique to the brand. Uh, the sound yeah. that McLaren's mm-hmm. makes, uh, you know, just the same way as perhaps an Aston or something else has a very unique sound. McLaren sounds, um, if I had to explain it to someone who'd never heard it before, it sounds a little bit like I've got trouble um, and I could be trouble if you put me on the road uh, because mm-hmm. I'm holding back some immense amount of power, but I'm not going to scream it in your face. That's a long sentence to that's explain how. Yeah, it's sort of, a good description. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you can you can hear it there. It has beautiful mm-hmm. sound, but it doesn't. Yeah. You know, it doesn't push everything into your face. It's just like this. There could be trouble in here if I put my foot down. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's what I like about it. And then, of course, the one thing that we know about every McLaren is significantly the vehicles are lighter than a lot of the competition that they they tend to play in the same 
class as. So they are the mm. lightweights, but the engines uh, then sort of are so powerful versus the lightweight of the vehicle that you get... It's, it takes uh, a lot less power to push um, a feather along than it does to push a big block of steel along. So at that point, you know, the, the performance you get out of these vehicles is things like 2.7 seconds, 0 to 60 mile, 62 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. So that, yeah, that's nice, the big yeah. difference. Be quick. Yeah, there, I mean, yeah, there's the... It, it, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Andy, no, go on, Andy. I was you just going to say there's a big old whale tail on it now, but you <laughs> managed to, to uh, shave down... Almost 180 pounds. Where'd that come from? It's a combination of things. And this is, I think this is the thing about McLaren engineers. They love a challenge like this. They get to the challenge with an LT version. It's like, how do you shave off 180 pounds of an already incredibly lightweight car? And um, it's, it's really done through a lot more carbon fiber. So you know the, the monocot, the cell is carbon fiber anyway. Right. But then we're adding things like the front splitter, the front floor are carbon fiber, oh. the side skirts, the front and rear bumpers are now carbon fiber as well, and the rear diffuser, so that's all uh, carbon fiber. Uh, and then it's lightweight wheels. I mean, if you look at the wheels on this car, they're very uh, ultra lightweight 10-spoke wheels. Uh, that makes a difference. And then they get down to this nitty-gritty detail where they're putting titanium bolts on the wheels, which save off another couple of grams here and there. Wow. Literally. Yeah. And they get into that, that, that kind of engineering. And you can just see the delight in their faces as they set this challenge. And it's like, can you get another pound out? How can you do it? Where right. would you take it from? Um, uh, yeah. I, I have this idea that there's a weights and mm-hmm. measures guy at McLaren. Who sits there weighing stuff and goes, no, go back, it's too heavy. Yeah, this, this knob is way too much. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what the program managers do. They set this challenge to the engineers, and they do go off, and they, they, it's like a race team. It's where can you save that extra 0.2 seconds or 0.01 seconds in a lap time? Right. Uh, and they treat it like a race program. Mm-hmm. I think, I mean, it's Formula One grade material, isn't it, really? Some, some of it is, yeah. It actually is. Um, the um, transmission materials uh, Formula One grade. And it's even things like crazy stuff like thinner glass. So we, we actually specify thinner glass on the LT, um, which is crazy. It, it, even the, the, the exhaust system is, is something called Iconol Titanium, which is, for, again, from the Formula One car. Right. And it saves 40% of weight over a steel equivalent exhaust system. Wow. That sounds like a, a new material, like in a Marvel movie. Yeah. Like, oh, that shield's yeah. made of that stuff. <laughs> It, it does sound like something that they made in the Marvel lab, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it does. It does. Uh, <laughs> I and then and then things like um, I'm still sort of baffled with, and I've never thought about it before actually, because you put the thought into my head. A carbon fiber floor, um, mm-hmm. it makes me feel that's a bit of plastic between you and the road. But of course, it's the it's the strongest plastic, it's the strongest hydrocarbon that we know. So presumably, it's actually safer. Yeah, um, in the long term. I mean, if you're in a McLaren, though, that's all you need for that. That's all you need. You're yeah. going fast anyway. It's fine. Yeah, no, and it, it is. It's been proven. I mean, I think if you look, it's where they do get into incidents at the track and the like. Um, it is so strong. It's incredible. Well, look at the F1 cars. That's a great example. If you see yeah. an F1 car and it crash, we saw one a couple of weeks ago. What 56G crash yeah. in an F1 car? Yeah, and the guy walks away. Yeah, and that's 
crazy and that, so that's I mean, what carbon fiber can do yeah that's mm-hmm. the that's the engineering for the the whole car is yeah. supposed to completely fall apart except for the part mm-hmm. where the driver is and that's then fully mm-hmm. protective and then that sort of drifted down into modern cars now is when you have an accident everyone goes oh I just tap my bumper and it was four thousand dollars well yeah but if it had been a steel bumper you might be in the hospital in a neck brace so that's the difference and it's, and it's mm-hmm. the same sort of principle with all these modern vehicles. Mm. Is is how do you find out about these cars? So when we talk about them, they're not already sold out. <laughs> Nick, you buy your first one, put your name down on the list, and then people uh, tend to know what's coming up. And you can kind of guess the the structure of the McLaren range as well. We we tend to come out with a coupe, yeah, and then we tend to come out with a spider about right. what twelve to eighteen months later. Right. So customers that have already bought cars know that 18 months down the line, so they go to a retail and say, please, sir, can I get in line for this one? Yeah. Um, and it works from there. Who's, I know famously Rowan Atkinson always used to drive McLarens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. who, who's ordering these cars? Is it the guys who, you know, already, you said already have one or already are in the know, but is it sort yeah. of the, the rich and famous um, or is it just the people, no, you know? It's, it's, it's less so. I think with us, it tends to be the, the core enthusiasts, people that just love cars. Um, and it's people that want to drive their cars uh, every day and, and, and take them to the track and have some fun at the weekend. So it's, it's true core enthusiasts. So, no, I don't think we have a, a big, huge... There are celebrities and VIPs that buy them, but, but it's generally just true enthusiasts, people that love to drive. And it's interesting, obviously I'm going to get this uh, vehicle from you in England, we talked about that in the last break, but Mm. um, I feel actually more comfortable driving them in America because there's more road. You know, in England, I was just thinking about the country lanes and I'm thinking about, oh, yeah, I'll come up against a tractor when I'm doing, you know, 80 miles an hour. That's not exactly where I want to be. Uh, but that's, the, no. you know, that's the thing. And then, of yeah. course, you know, on the motorways in England, they do this thing where they have the they have the timers. It's interesting how they get you for speeding. They have the timers. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So you pass through one yeah. and the next one is exactly a mile down the road. And if you pass through it under a certain amount of time, it doesn't matter what speed you're going at the time you pass through oh. it. They know you made it there illegally, so you get a ticket. That's sneaky. Cheeky, mm-hmm. cheeky that monkeys. Sneaky. They really are. So are yeah. the wheels, oh, can they adapt to the cobblestone? Oh, <laughs> is that the kind of roads we're talking First about? First of all, we wouldn't be driving any McLaren on cobblestones. Um, no, we'd be driving it down country roads at 80 miles an hour. That's exactly yeah. what we were doing. Right. It's uh, it, it's just such an interesting thing, thing to think of. You have to find somewhere now that you can really experience these cars, and I guess that's why most people drive them on the track. I'll just have to buy a track and then buy a McLaren. There you go. That's the only thing to do for it. <laughs> And I think there are some customers that have gone down that road. They're yeah. Either developed their own track or, or their members of these. There's so many of these private track clubs as well, and they seem to grow thick and fast. Yeah. Uh, these private members' club tracks, like Thermal in Palm Springs. Yeah. I think there's Spring Mountain out in Vegas. Yeah. There's a new one in Miami. I think there's one up in um, Washington now, isn't there? Yes. Uh, yes. Um, the Ridge Motorsports Park. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, the, the minute I have $382,500, I'll call you, all right, Roger? Oh, wait, they're all sold out. Oh, oh but Nick, Nick, for you, I'm sure I can find, find a place on the list for you. You know you, that. You heard it here first on Our Auto Experts. Stand by, we'll be right back. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. 
Our Auto Expert radio show is uh, 12,000 people strong. That's how many people download it every single week. You should be proud if you're one of them. Uh, many more stream the show, of course, live. Join the happy listeners via iHeartRadio, the Pandora app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or OurAutoExpert.com. Hours of endless fun await you. I'm Nick Miles, and this is Our Auto Expert radio show, where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. Uh, Andrew, you have been um, reveling in the BMW M8 competition with 600 and plus horsepower 617 horsepower i'm quite certain i didn't even use 300 of them <laughs> pretty sure that thing it's too it's i mean this with the most respect possible but it was just too fast for me i'm too wow. i'm too much of a novice I, can, I don't need to get a burrito that quick i told you about david the guy from uh, who collects our cans mm-hmm so he's been texting me all week because I'm getting rid of it, obviously, on Monday and getting a new car. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's he's like, uh, what's mm-hmm. he doing? What, where is it right now? I said, in the garage. He goes, so no one's driving it. So I'm, shut up, David. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> You're not borrowing my M8 competition. Yeah, that's He tries a, really hard. That's a lot to right. do. So I have some strategic fun things and things that I liked that I wrote down selfishly about this M8. Are you ready? Yeah, go. So first of all, I went from nothing to yeah. 60 miles an hour in 3.3 seconds. Whoa. I timed it. I counted one Mississippi's. <laughs> Two Mississippi's. It's, it's foolproof. Wow. Um, the thing that I'm a little upset about is that I was unable to get a hold of anyone to confirm this. Right. However, it is advertised that over in the homeland of Britain, Great Britain, the home of the Queen Mum and yeah. the Royal Metric System, when you upgrade the driving package, you they give you a voucher for driving lessons. Right. And now tell me if this doesn't sound like a video game, but it also unlocks rear wheel drive and a top speed of 189 miles an hour. Oh. It's like those video games you can pay to play. Yeah. But you, you, you upgrade it, and then all of a sudden you have a whole bunch of stuff to do. That was good. That sounded like you were in an F1 track, didn't it? I thought I was. Oh, man, I thought we were in a radio studio. Not anymore. The uh, F1. <laughs> one more. Oh, six. Okay, here we go. Seven. Sorry, Karen. <laughs> I don't know. You're not sorry. That's great. Everybody's nodding. Like that's it. pretty good. Uh, the competition has new drive style features, including. <laughs> yep. Uh, and not limited to. That was road. A really. That was the M6. Just there. <laughs> oh, that was the six. Yeah. Okay. We got it's road. Coming, it's coming around again. That was sport mode. <laughs> now we do. Now we have the third one. Do track. Sorry, I just killed it. I just got it between my hands. Mm. <laughs> Carry on. So it's got road, road sport, and track. If if you just hold down the engine button, it yeah. engages sport or right. track mode. Right. Oh, we did. Why didn't we try that last week? I think I think we tried, but it was. Oh, we turned the car off. Yeah, in the middle of the road. <laughs> it's not the start button. It's, yeah, I get it. All right, sorry. Yeah. Carry on. Uh, they have the latest, greatest forward collision warnings and lane departure warnings, as you would need. Yes. In a supercar. Of course. Uh, it gets down the road, and you can do it in a convertible style. That is the best thing about this car. Yeah, I mean, even though mine's a hard top, and it's beautiful, the convertible, just that's. In it fact, if nice. it was a convertible, I wouldn't have traded it in for another vehicle. 
I'm, I decided I want something little, easy to park, and fun for the summer. So I'm getting a mini convertible. Oh, you want to trade cars? Yeah. You can have my Hyundai accent. Yeah. That's a fun Your summer car. car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How is it fun? Uh, it has an aux cord in it. It uh-huh. has air conditioning. Yeah. Honestly, not good. It has me. seven speakers. I have a, a skill saw I could take the roof off. Yep. You could. I wouldn't even be mad at it. That's fine. <laughs> you might be when it snows. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Um, Nick, Nick, Nick. They're going the other way now. Got time travel, yeah. They're around the other part of the track. The thing that really kind of tripped me out about this is that there's all sorts of new tech in it. New driver, new passenger mapping system. So it doesn't just remember like your seat preferences. Yeah. They address, they, uh, excuse me, adjust your steering weight, the height, and the braking response. Wait, does it judge my weight? Yeah. I got judged. When I got in the car, there was a big, unhappy, frowny face. What did it flash on the screen? Get out. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want you in here too much. Um, uh, did you tell it? I gave you permission? Yeah, I just held down the engine button to engage. Turn the mode. car off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it remembers all that. It even remembers the awkward, awkward social situations that oh, right. back in the 90s. Yeah. Uh, rear-wheel drift mode, so yeah. you can do the Fast and Furious. Yeah. Fishtail it. Uh, so all of the You made a fishtail sign with your hand. I did. Because that doesn't work on the radio so well. But it was helping me get the word drift out. Okay. I was Just, enunciating. I was talking. I If you do hand motion, motions in, in podcasts and radio, people don't get it. Oh, now you're no, hitting the microphone. I know. I'm just, what was that? Was I'm that just, some kind of I'm, new dance? I'm trying to use my hands to speak. Okay. And it doesn't translate. Again, not well on radio. Right. Uh, Nick, you'll like this part. All okay. that cool driver assistant stuff that yeah. you'd want in a yeah. supercar, yeah, yeah. you can turn it off. <laughs> you make me sound like I'm dangerous. But if you are... Danger Nick. You are danger Nick. If you are a good young boy yes. and leave it on, yeah. you get the same amount of tech and luxury as a 7 Series limousine. Oh. By the way. Yeah. And then, just like the McLaren we talked about, BMW said, let's sprinkle... A little bit of extra on. Yeah. Basically, everything's carbon fiber. The wheels, there's carbon fiber. Yeah. In it. The air around it has carbon fiber. In it. Really? There's a little thing in the jockey box. Yeah. When you pull it out, it has just extra carbon fiber in case you need to patch something up. Oh. Did you patch something up in my car? So, and then number 11 <laughs> is... No, they everything's is carbon fiber, so there's it no gets, damage to my car. Is no, there's okay. just don't be mad though. Yeah, if there's crumbs, <laughs> because in, I'm from Northeast Portland, man. I'm gonna go in, go through the drive-through in an M8 convertible competition <sighs> because I can. You know what I mean? Sophistication. I'm gonna get a is, number four, biggie okay. sized. I want my fries extra crispy. Oh, there better not be fry grease on the inside of my competition. No, I already cleaned it. So you got fry grease in there, but cleaned it so I can't see it? Because yeah. you know it'll be in the leather. Well, no, I'm telling you. I I, it, my dog has been trained. Bill yeah. has been trained to sniff out fry grease. Well, don't bring it out to that. You can't see it with the naked eye, oh. but it smells like a top three fast food manufacturer. Let's try it a little bit here. I got the lettuce up, but <laughs> oh, the, you should be proud of me. There's lettuce. But yeah, the what fry are you doing? Eating lettuce? I just forgot to say no lettuce. <laughs> it wasn't worth it to go back. So, but I had a producer once mm-hmm. who brought a car back after filming it, and there was a red streak down the back quarter panel. And I'm like, 
What? He left it. I didn't see it. And I went out. And I'm like, there's a red streak. It looked like maybe he'd hit somebody. Yeah. He got fired because he had thrown a McDonald's wrapper out of the window while he was driving. Yeah. And it had ketchup on, and it was the ketchup had streaked down the back of the car. Oh, my. What? Yeah, that's a fireable offense right there. Yeah. Just saying. All right. Less fireable offenses coming up, but more fun about cars and less about lettuce on the car floor on our autoexpert.com. <laughs> You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Welcome back to Our Auto Expert Radio Show. Nationally created, locally celebrated from the Northwest to the Southeast, this is America's Car Radio Show. As a throttle, we'll feature it on air, online, on smartphone, or on smart speaker. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Nick Miles, along with Automatic Andy. So, uh, Andy, we just had the Acura TLX Type S. Um, and I also did the official video for uh, for this vehicle for uh, one of the big dealer groups mm-hmm. because they uh, really like my videos. So Dick Hanna, I did uh, did the official dealer uh, video for them. Mm. We did the TV segment, which is uh, running on all of our stations, and uh, and that's just a very small part of what uh, Acura are doing with the Type S. They of course the MDX has a Type S, and now. Now, Acura have announced that they will be doing an NSX Type S. No. Yeah. So, hold on. I'm not fooling around. Two seconds. Yeah. There's an MDX Type S? Yes, that's that's on its oh. way. Yep. And, uh, and and we'll be driving that as soon as it becomes available. I call it dibs. Dibs. <laughs> dibs. <laughs> and the first Acura NSX Type S will be auctioned for charity during the Monterey Car Week, which is Pebble Beach to you. They okay. call it the Monterey Car Week because they, you know, they don't want everybody to get. Think Pebble Beach is the only part. Is that Pebble Beach in Britain British? In Britain British? Yeah. Okay. Uh, no, it's Pebble Beach in California. <laughs> but thanks for trying. Uh, joining us on the phone is Acura PR uh, manager uh, Karina. Uh, first of all, um, when do the media get to drive this NSX Type S? Never is probably the answer. I'm guessing. No, actually, we will. Uh, later this year is our hopes that we will get some some seat time behind the wheel because I know there are a lot of people looking forward to it. Now, it'll be on display at Pebble, so I can come it see will, it. So I can come see it. Oh, did we lose Karina? Are you still with us? Yes, can you hear oh, me? Oh, yeah, yeah, I can hear you now. So we, uh, it'll be on display. Will it be on display at Pebble so we can come see it and film it and, and love it from the outside? Yes, absolutely. It'll be there. We're going to be debuting it globally for the first time on Thursday evening on August 12th. Um, and then it'll be displayed at the various different events um, during Monterey Car Week. All right. So uh, at least we'll probably get footage of it while we're down there to, to see it. But And then we'll have to wait until we test drive it. It seems like a no-brainer to make uh, the NSX into a Type S. I mean, it seems like the obvious choice. But the TLX and, and the MDX came first, I guess, or were sort of spoken about first, right? Yes, so it's kind of been the cadence of our product launches. Um, we've introduced the Type S badge for the first time after 13 years. Um, we know what it's done for our heritage in the past, and bringing it back to these models um, has been a big uh, direction for us to return us to that DNA of precision-crafted performance, and we've seen it done on the TLX Type S, which, like you said, you've driven. Um, next will be MDX Type S, and then... NSX Type S will kind of be that pinnacle of uh, 
clinical expression of performance across the Acura lineup, and that's what the Type S badge is doing for for these uh, models. I'm nervous about yeah. the about yeah about the NSX getting the Type S because the TLX beautiful. The MDX, I can't wait for that. And by the way, Karina, can just between the three of us, have you sat in it yet? Just, in the MDX Type S? Yeah, just between no, the three oh, of us. Oh, the MDX or the, t- oh, no, the, the NSX? The, the MDX. Oh, yeah. You I, have? I have, yes. Is it everything that I think it is? Is it, yes. is it beautiful? And I hope that it'll exceed your expectations. Does it have room for for food? <laughs> Stop. Does it have snack rooms? <laughs> He just he just he ate he borrowed my BMW M8 competition and he ate in it, which much to my disgust. It's just I feel like the MDX is every, the Type S is going to be. Every, I know we're we're supposed to be talking about the NSX, but I'm fixated on the MDX because it's it's such a beautiful car and SUV. I, that too, and I just want to be. I just want to be in it, and I just I'm just hoping one last thing, Karina, that there's like some kind of a button I can push to engage go fast mode in the mdx you know, that's a silly question you know there's going to be is there going to is there can you can you <laughs> there can will you? be <laughs> there will be buttons and the same engine that's in the, currently in the tlx type bus will transition over to the mdx See? type bus so if you've you, driven that when you'll you'll get to experience that that's a our auto expert exclusive <laughs> there'll be buttons there'll i love be it super buttons uh the the nsx is going to be limited though the type s right Yes, so it'll be limited to 350 uh, units, um, and it will, in essence, kind of join the ranks of becoming the unique and collectible NSXs that we've seen for models in, from the first generation, like the Zenardi edition right. and such. So, kind of following that, um, that what we've done in the past. I, you know, what makes me sad is probably by the time I get money enough to buy one of these, they'll be sold out anyway. Yeah, no doubt. Do you guys have a limit on them? Like, if some you know, some rich upstart from California, oh yeah, like, if someone uh, offers you more money, yeah. would, you, would you make more than three hundred and fifty if somebody offers you more money? Uh, I don't know. It'd be a discussion for sure. I think probably way above my pay grade, but I think. Uh, <laughs> Keeping it limited is what we're doing for now. There's going to be 300 in the U.S., and I think it's just going to be a really good way to celebrate um, the NSX in this 22 model year. Well, what's uh, what's going to happen to the very first one with the very first VIN number? Does it, is that already decided where that's going? Ooh. Yes. Yeah, so the very first VIN number is going to be auctioned during Monterey Car Week, um, and the proceeds from, from whatever that ends up auctioning for are going to benefit the Center of, uh, for Science and Industry. Um, which is a a really great organization that we've partnered with that uh, focuses on uh, giving students the kind of tools and and resources that they need to uh, focus and and learn more about that STEM um, education so that, you know, ideally they're interested in things like vehicles and automotive industry and just start them young into exploring what that could look like for them. Oh, so there's a donation back to the people that will be maybe making the uh, the next, uh, you know, the NSXs in 10 years time or something. The guys that could be on the design yes. team then. Yeah, that's definitely that. planting a seed. Yeah. Paying it forward. That's uh, yeah. I like that. Uh, I really do like that as well. So what does this Type S NSX get? What are the what are the benefits of buying the Type S versus the regular NSX? Um, so we are going to announce a lot of those specific specs um, later this week, but we are like it's definitely going to be um, giving you more power, quicker acceleration, 
even sharper handling than what it does now and just a overall more emotional driving experience. I know you've spent a lot of time in the NSX, so this is just kind of going to take that a notch up um, and give, make it even more exhilarating. I, I knew it was going to be an emotional experience. I knew it. <laughs> Do you want a napkin? Do you want a napkin right I'm now? just, this makes me so happy because I grew up idolizing the NSX and now that the, there's a, a brand new modern version they're just going to go ahead and slap the Type S on it. I mean, might as well. Yes, yeah. please. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, if you if you wanted something in your garage. the These versions, do, are people able to buy them now or reserve them now? How does the reservation, do, you, do we need to know someone? Should we hand out your phone number on the air? What do we do? <laughs> They can call me. They can call or talk. But it's I would never do that to you Thursday. because you, if you got two million people calling you, you'd be very happy. <laughs> yeah. No, there will be a much more uh, official system. But beginning August 12th, so once we do the actual global reveal and people get to see it and learn all the specs and all the goodies that it's going to come with, um, that day we will begin to take uh, reservations for um for the one for, for the reserve. that we'll have here within the U.S., yeah. Um, is is the, are the body panels going to get to be put on with a laser, like uh, the regular NSX? A laser? Yeah. They la they laser <laughs> They laser measure them to put them no. on. It's not like a Austin Powers type laser thing. Karina, Do Dr. Evil. <laughs> it's kind of that they use lasers to make sure the body panels are exactly in the right place. Karina, does, does yeah. Acura use lasers? <laughs> he doesn't believe me. <laughs> yeah, it's just they're going to be built the same way at the uh, at PNC in Ohio, so <laughs> they're going to continue to be manufactured there. <laughs> Dang, man, Acura, you're just making everybody look silly. You guys got lasers? Sweet. <laughs> he gets excited with lasers. Sorry, Karina. It's uh, it's one of the things. <laughs> Uh, so they're building like magic. Really. They're be, yeah, it's they're being built in Ohio. Uh, does that mean that fifty of them that don't come to the U.S. Where do they go? Where do the other fifty go? <laughs> yeah, where, um, where are those extra fifty go? <laughs> right, um, Canada and Japan. So those are uh, definitely some areas where we've seen um, a lot of enthusiasm for NSX, and that's where we're gonna. The other fifty will end up. That's it, though. How do people? How do people watch the uh, the global reveal? How would they do that if they wanted to see it on revealed? Our, yeah, so on our social channels, uh, we will be posting um, once that is once we pull the sheet on Thursday evening. Uh, there will be a, a lot of on all of our social channels um, across, you know, Instagram, YouTube, um, where you can go, and also on our website you can go and learn more about the msx take take a good look at it and see what all the the specs that it's going to come with all right i'm i'm excited to do that but i guess that's what my uh, day is going to be because i'll yeah. be there yeah. i'll be there uh, watching that too and i think all those other people that uh, have been great nsx collectors it, the one thing i've been having the hardest time do is find an original nsx to drive because everybody tells me how crazy it is i know one person has one in texas but um, every time I've tried to go drive it, they've not been available to let me drive it. I have so, a friend that has The Gen 1? You do? Yeah, I oh, do. Oh, yeah, yeah, Gen 1. You have a friend that has an NSX Gen 1? I do, yeah. And you'll be at Monterey Car Week next? Yeah. Well, so. well let's chat because we will have one there and we can get oh. you some seat time. Oh. See? That's what I'm oh. talking about. Acura is so accommodating with <laughs> their lasers. The last 12 minutes have been completely <laughs> worth it. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are great. Can I take it through a drive-thru? Ooh, good question. <laughs> well, it depends on what you're going to get at the drive-thru. Oh. <laughs> Impossible burger. No yeah, fries. Yeah, no, no, as long as it's not me, I'm in. That's amazing. Karina, Acura is so fantastic. Yeah, they are. 
Karina, uh, you just you realize you just made our weekend right now. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no, and then we will. So I think that'll be fun. I think I'd love to see you get some free time. I can't wait to call um, Javier Mota and tell him that um, I've got some NSX free time. <laughs> He's going to be so jealous. All right. You're awesome, Karina. Thank you so much. New NSX Type S coming up. Stand by. More auto, our auto expert coming up, too. I'm all tongue tied because I'm so happy. <laughs> You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Catch up with previous episodes of the show at our website, ourautoexpert.com. You can hear all past shows, see automotive videos, and read insider car stories about your next ride. Our Auto Expert is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. You'll find it all at ourautoexpert.com. It's going to be the 70th Pebble Beach Concorde d'Elegance on August 15th. And uh, it's obviously an event which is taking shape as we pull out of COVID. Uh, one of the men who is probably the most knowledgeable in the car industry joins us now, Brian Armistead. Uh, Brian, this is a celebration of getting back to normal, uh, especially since the New York Auto Show is cancelled. This is one of the remaining events on the calendar. And the beauty of it, Nick, well, first of all, thanks for having me on, and I appreciate the accolades. The, the beauty of the Pebble Beach Concourse de Elegance is that it's outdoors. So some of the fears of having an indoor program are laid by the beautiful scenery at the 18th hole at the Pebble Beach Golf Course. And it's just a, a fantastic event. You know, the morning starts with the dawn patrol at 5.30 in the morning. So folks are out there, they're, they're kind of staking out their claims and trying to see what the, uh, the most impressive vehicles are on the field. And it's a full weekend, a full week actually of events and, uh, you know, culminating next Sunday with the, uh, with the concourse. On and the 18th hole, the only day of the year uh-huh. at Double Beach is close to golfers, by the way. Yeah. Uh, The the one thing that's sort of interesting in the evolution of time, as collector cars are still as exciting as they have been, cars, uh, I remember some of the best shows out there. For instance, they had a few years ago, Cars of the Raj, the Raj in India, the Indian royalty, and they were sort of Rolls Royces from the Raj. I mean, that was really impressive to see those. But it's becoming much more of a new car event as well to have people show off the vehicles that will be collectible in the future. Well, I mean, that doesn't necessarily mean that there'll be winners. And, you know, time marches on. You know, the the bulk of the winners, 80% of the winners every year, uh, Nick, are the pre-war cars. Yeah. We're talking, you know, the, the Bugattis, the uh, the Tabalagos, the, uh, you know, the, the really beautiful cars from Europe. You know, none of the American manufacturers like uh, Cadillac or Lincoln have ever won Best in Show. Although uh, Packard and Duesenberg have one, and those were, of course, American brands. But, I mean, it's really, you know, as time marches on, one of the questions I ask myself is, what will the future cars for Pebble Beach be? Yeah. Will it be the Chrysler Crossfire? You know, I mean, that's a pretty unique offering from Mercedes-Benz and Chrysler. So, you know, we have to kind of look 50 years ahead and what's going to be on the lawn 50 years from now. Well, well, and I think that the bulk of them will be American American cars like the uh, the Hyundai Ionic, you know, yeah. Ionic 5, an electric vehicle. Yeah. You know, I think that um, everything has to evolve over time. But the pre-war classics will always survive. They'll always be a very critical part of this outstanding show. I think it's interesting that obviously with the birth of the rebirth, as I would say, of electric cars in the United States, that some of these very first old electric cars are coming back. I mean, I got to see an electric car that was built in 1886. And 
That is yeah. like a mouth dropper to think that that was the mode of transport, an electric car, which is, you know, well over 130 years old right now. Um, and it was already uh, something that people could buy back then. So really, we're yeah. just reinventing the wheel, aren't we? Uh, pretty much, you know, but that's how things go. Fashion goes that way. Uh, blue trends go that way. So uh, why not the automobile industry? Why not go back to your roots? I mean, electricity was, was the, the birth of the automobile, electric power, rather. So, you know, here we are, 100 years later, and we're, we're back at it again. So, yeah, it's an excellent point. So tell me some of your highlights from Pebble Beach. What things did get you excited? Oh, my God. Uh, you know, I did a live radio show a few years ago with Bentley there. And, you know, just to see, first of all, you can shake hands with Jay Leno. I mean, he's the coolest guy on the planet. You know, he's a total car guy. He has pretty much everything unique that's been made. But you get to see folks who are real car enthusiasts. And everybody's dressed to the nines. You know, the ladies have their hats on. The gentlemen are in, you know, blazers and, and slacks and and, you know, uh, top sider shoes. It's just a really cool event. A lot of money involved. You know, the tickets are $500 each. Uh, you know, that, it raises thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars for philanthropic efforts uh, from the Pebble Beach Foundation. It's just like, you know, we're car guys. And even if you're not a car guy, this should be on your bucket list of things to do because you see the precision and the sheer artistic beauty of some of these automobiles, and it's really a mind-blowing affair. And just to be on the 18th hole in Pebble Beach and you see the mighty Pacific in the uh, background, it's just really nothing like it, Nick. It's yeah. just quite an experience. I encourage everyone at some point in your lifetime, you know, start rolling those quarters now, get out there, experience the Pebble Beach Concourse, the Elegance, whole week, you know, with the uh, with the Ferrari Concorso and the 70-mile uh, the race for most of these cars that are going to be on the field participate in the uh, – Pebble Beach tour. Yeah, it's not a race; it's a tour, a seventy-mile right. tour throughout uh, the Monterey Peninsula. So it's really just so much to do. Everybody's great. Nobody feels uh, left out. You know, a lot of manufacturers uh, show future concepts on the lawn. You know, yeah, that's concept been lawn. Yeah, dialed, dialed back. You know, it's been dialed back this year because of the pandemic and because right. of budgets. Right. But it's just a fabulous, fabulous event. And I, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be there this, this year, but. I can't wait to get back to Pebble Beach. It's really an outstanding event. There. Absolutely, and and it's also where you can you know brush shoulders with people like Ralph Shields and and all these designers yeah, exactly. that are making the modern Price cars. Designer. Yeah, right. and you know, he, I he's Arnold Schwarzenegger there. Yeah, so it's, it's really a cool event. Yeah. yeah, he'll be he'll be meeting people. Plus, uh, you know, you get to drive some fun. We just uh, we just had Karina on from uh, Acura, and she wants to have me drive the NSX uh, for Type One. Well, you see, now, now you've messed up, Nick. Now you've messed up. <laughs> you know, you know that I cannot fit in the NSX. <sighs> I don't appreciate that very much at all. You know <laughs> what, Brian? 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 I will tell you that uh, yeah. for all the times that there is a car that doesn't work for you. There is a thousand things that you can do that I will never be able to do. Yeah, so, that's true. That's true so it you but, know you know like uh, I'm the one who has to ask somebody else to uh, to help me up into some of these uh, amazing cars. So. SUVs, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so okay. Well, you got you got a point. You got a point. There, so. It does. I mean, life point. throws us a curveball, but we make lemonade out of it. That's that's, that's what <laughs> you've you got, go. um, Brian. There it is go. it is an amazing event. I'm looking forward. I'm just reading through the lists of some of these cars that that will be shown, and I will be uh, I will be looking forward to hearing and uh, and finding out all about them. 
developments they come down to, uh, to into showrooms in the next year and unfortunately the one thing that you cannot get outside of Pebble Beach is a collection of such classic amazing American and uh, world design cars so it's a great event That's Brian um, thank you for thank you for joining us Brian Armstead he's an amazing individual thanks Brian more Our Auto Expert on the way You're listening to the Our Auto Expert Podcast. Our Auto Expert Radio Show. You can catch up with previous episodes on our website. Start a conversation with us via social media just by just direct messaging us or find out today's news and everyday's news like 200 million people do around the world listening to automotive news daily you can find it all at ourautoexpert.com all right anton wallman joins us he's an independent analyst and investor anton can be read at the street and seeking alpha as well so anton it's a busy week in electric vehicles and uh, the plans from the u.s federal government unveiled agreeing with the big three to achieve 40 to 50 percent plug-in vehicles by 2030. Now, currently, I spent some time with Jim Morrison uh, from Jeep this week, and uh, he's the vice president there. He told me that uh, still, according to their calculations, the number one plug-in hybrid vehicle in America right now is the Jeep Wrangler 4xe. Uh, But that's just the beginning of this story, right? That's right. So uh, at a minimum, almost all the cars that are going to be coming out of the Jeep Ram Empire, broadly speaking, now with the Stellantis broader name on a global basis that includes Peugeot and Citroën and Fiat and so forth, will have at least a plug-in hybrid option. General Motors has decided to take a different turn. They're going for an all-electric approach with many models while still continuing on with the regular gasoline and diesel vehicles, especially in the pickup truck market for the time being. But the bigger uh, goal here of achieving 40 to 50% of U.S. sales being some form of a plug-in vehicle, be it a plug-in hybrid or be it a pure electric uh, vehicle, is, uh, you know, something that the U.S. consumer has yet to weigh in on. You may ask yourself, Nick, has the U.S. consumer uh, really bought into this thing yet? We saw just this week that the governor of California has issued uh, subsidies to those who turn on their generators at home because the grid in California is already strained. I mean, ask yourself, so they're now going to be feeding more and more electric cars with more and more diesel and gasoline home generators. I mean, this is a bit crazy when you think about it. On the other hand, we have countries here in Europe, and I'm in Sweden right now, that have already achieved about those levels worth of electrification. Norway clearly is number one with almost 90% electrified vehicles, and Sweden is, uh, you know, a distant second with about 40, just that 40 to 50% uh, of the, all the new cars sold being some form of plug-in hybrid or all electric. So with incentives or punishments, if you wish, uh, of subsidies or mandates of some sort, you can certainly get there. But where is the consumer in all of this, Nick? It's, it, you're absolutely right. Plus, it's a chicken and egg situation. We want electric vehicles to lessen the environmental damage to the planet. And that was the primary reason. And because our uh, amount of fossil fuels uh, was thought to have been running out. But at the same time, we don't have the infrastructure to do it. So we build the cars and then we, the infrastructure has to catch up. And then the infrastructure, you know, which is which? The cars first, the infrastructure first. Uh, it doesn't seem like there's a solid plan for either. 
Well, in the uh, free market, things to tend to happen step by step in tandem. So to the extent that there's consumer demand, you know, you have a graceful march forward of more infrastructure and more end-user devices, in this case called an automobile. And uh, so in the, in the normal market, this would happen gracefully and naturally, organically, if you wish. But when you're trying to force-feed the mechanism to move the matter f- forward at a pace where the actual users, the consumers, perhaps are willing to go, then you're going to certainly be experiencing some tension. And we're probably not quite at that point yet, Nick, in the U.S. market where that tension has uh, hit a fever pitch uh, at all. I think that will be coming in a handful of years from now, but we're not quite there yet. And uh, certainly, uh, the even in the sort of the free market, you have all of these more attractive vehicles coming out, be it the Ford Mach-E or the jeep or wrangler 4x e is really attractive vehicles coming out that all other things equal certainly will improve sales but it's one thing to improve them and another one to improve them to the point where almost half the market uh, will consist of these vehicles that maybe the consumer can't quite afford it yet it's it's an interesting way to move forward because um, some vehicle manufacturers are way above others, and some some have predicted, you know, we're going to go all all electrified by a certain date. But there are other other vehicle manufacturers like Ford who are offering the the F one fifty is a perfect choice. They're going to be offering their vehicle in four different powertrains: uh, electric, a gas, diesel, and a hybrid. And so the choices are, are there, but there's some car companies are deciding that electric is, you know, BEVs is going to be the only single way. Is there a right and a wrong formula or does that remain to be seen? Well, so Nick, it all depends on where you think that the regulations will be a few years from now, five, ten years from now, not where they are today. We have a bit of a fever pitch right now, which says that the governments are going to go for essentially an all-electric approach after somewhere between 2030 to 2035, certainly going into 2040. And if, you, if you're making a bet today that that is going to be the case, then you would essentially seize all further development and investment into anything that's not all electric. However, if on the other hand you are making the assumption that maybe cooler heads will prevail perhaps a little bit and that this transition may take a bit longer and that uh, perhaps for various reasons people are not going to want to go all the way with this transition, then certainly the balanced approach that certainly Ford is all about uh, may turn out to be uh, the more successful one. But if you're the CEO and the top management of one of these companies, you had better make the accurate bet because if you make the wrong bet, you will either have over-invested in pure electric powertrains or you will have under-invested in them. Either way, you need to try to get to where you point you where you have invested just the right amount and not too little and not too much because then you will be otherwise financially penalized in the market for it. So Tesla was held out of these talks. They went ahead without Tesla being a member of those, uh, even though they are probably the uh, the one company people associate with being most electric in the United States. Why do you think the uh, U.S. government didn't have them in their talks? Yeah, it was kind of uh, almost painful to watch to some extent. You had on the stage there at the White House the big three, the Fiat Chrysler, Peugeot's constellation with Ford and GM, showing off all their wares, and nowhere was Tesla to be found, either uh, for the company itself or for the man most known to be behind it. 
And uh, when asked, uh, the White House had really no explanation. They basically shrugged it off and said, oh, I don't know what we're talking about. I Really? You mean they're not here? I mean, it was almost painful. So clearly there's a reason for this. I mean, they cannot possibly be this stupid that this was somehow a mistake. Um, there are a couple of theories that are out there. First of all, uh, you have the possibility that this was really a pro-union event. If you listen to some of the speeches, they're all about American-made, American unions. Well, of course, Tesla is a non-union shop, so that could certainly be the entire reason for this. Some other possible reasons is that there is something else lurking in the deeper bowels of the government where they may not be want to be associated with uh, this man and this company, for at least for the time being, because of things that may be coming down the pike. So uh, at this point, we can only speculate, Nick, but uh, those are some of the possibilities uh, at hand. Tesla have also have been at loggerheads with the U.S. government. They've uh, they've had themselves in trouble a few times as well. Um, they've also juxted positions with the California government, uh, you know, moving their factories out of California because they didn't get the deal that they wanted. So ultimately, um, they have been sort of a sore spot for the government as well, and uh, they probably can't buy themselves as many favors as they want. Yeah, so you may remember three years ago, uh, Elon Musk had to settle for the Securities and Exchange Commission uh, for his uh, securities fraud allegations, where he can no, not deny that he committed securities fraud by this fake buyout of $420 uh, funding secured. So that's certainly one pain point, and maybe there's something more coming down the pike there. That is one thing. The other one that has really been in the news more recently are all of these uh, faulty, uh, as it were, full self-driving slash autopilot, autopilot cases in which all of these new software releases, they just don't work. I mean, we can go, go on YouTube and see how embarrassing some of these things are where, I mean, my, uh, you know, uh, childhood house cat had a greater situational awareness than one of these automobiles that seems incapable of stopping for, uh, you know, and a large stationary object on the freeway and just rearranges every little big truck out there. So, Clearly, uh, that is an issue that various three- and four-letter agencies in the U.S. government is going to take a closer look at, and maybe this is one of the investigations that are currently underway. So let's talk about um, what's going to come out of this. Was it, just a, was it just a PR stunt, or do you think we'll actually get some policies out of it? Well, no, clearly there are policies coming out of it. You know, the, the new regime at the Environmental Protection Agency is going to issue new orders clearly that will uh, tighten uh, all of the fuel economy mandates in line with what is an implied goal of this 40 to 50 percent of the U.S. new car fleet becoming electric or plug-in electric by 2030. So there is real policy behind this. Make no mistake about it. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll hope to see that happen, too. And they're obviously uh, still a lot going on. One of the main things I think as consumers we're constantly looking for is an extension of the $7,500 tax credit. Um, that is that put down on paper somewhere that that's likely to happen or is it still out to lunch? That is a separate legislative track that is part of the various budget bills and infrastructure bills that are uh, making themselves through Congress in some form or the other. So there are proposals to raise that to $10,000 and make the, a huge volume available for them, and even to add another $2,500 on top of it if it is made with union labor, of course, not including <laughs> Tesla, which may, again, in part, explain 
why Tesla was not part of this announcement. Anton Warman, independent analyst and investor. It's always good to have you on the show. There's nobody else that is probably uh, as intelligent or well-informed about the automotive industry when it comes to electrics, the business behind the electrics, autonomous cars, and, of course, the technology. Stand by. There's more Our Auto Expert on the way. You're listening to Our Auto Expert. Our auto expert is on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can start a conversation with us, ask us a car question, or just direct message us. OurAutoExpert.com is where 2 million Americans get their automotive news daily. I'm your host, Dick Miles, along with Automatic Andy. So, uh, Andy, um, what do you prefer, portrait or landscape screens in your vehicle? Mm, landscape. Landscape, really? Like yeah. Mercedes-Benz MBUX, are 12, two 12.3-inch screens, uh, that's pretty... Outstanding. It's it it sets the tone for the whole trip. How about you could choose at a push of a button? A flip flops? Yeah, flip flops. Yeah, I would do that. You'd, you'd have a flipper flopper? I would have a flopper because sometimes I don't want it. You know, these days finding a huge screen at the center of your car's dashboard isn't surprising anymore. In fact, automakers have been tr- you know toying with the idea of putting multiple screens in vehicles like the Mercedes EQS. That's a perfect example with their MBUX hyperscreen, which basically goes all the way across the dash. But outside of the German electric vehicles, there are still dilemmas amongst buyers and automakers. Should their screen be landscape or portrait? How about both? That's what they're doing uh, in some tests. Mitsubishi Electric wants to offer uh, the latest prototype. Uh, It's being tested in an Acura MDX right now, um, and they have the opportunity to change the screen. There's a a YouTube video that uh, shows the hyper-advanced screen, um, and I'm kind of saying... I'm a little concerned about the electronics which move it from one to the other. Obviously, it rotates at the touch of a button. And I'd be worried it would go broke. I'd be much happier if it was manual. I could just, you know, unclip, twist, clip back in. Yeah. I'd even be more like with a crank almost. A crank? Like a a wheel that you would, you know, move a target to the end of a shooting range? Yeah, no. Yes, exactly. I I share similar fears because I feel like I, I, I know myself, I'd break that. Yeah. In like 48 hours. The other thing is, too, you know, in an accident or with a kid in the front, you mean, imagine leaving your five-year-old in the front and you come back and the screen's detached. Yeah. That's what I think about. Yep. I don't have a five-year-old, so it would be somebody else's five-year-old that broke it. But, <laughs> but, you know, it's like, I don't know. Am I old when I start to worry about what would break in this car? Ooh, yeah. Right. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. Yep. Get off my lawn. Don't break my screen. Yeah, I just start to worry about that. That's uh, That, to me, is an interesting thing. Uh, landscape or portrait, I'm just saying, like, I have lots of thoughts when it comes to uh, landscape or portrait. I could, I could probably go on for two or three weeks, uh, you know, of that. Hey, did you know that they're, uh, they're making a new M8 competition? Just and like mine. A whole new another one? Yeah. In case you haven't noticed, BMW offer the M8 solely as a four-door uh, four model in the U.S., uh, also known as the M8 Grand Coupe, Grand Coupe, Grand Coupe. Uh, for 2021 model year. Uh, this is, uh, you know, that's fine as a coupe, but uh, people are getting excited about the uh, the four-door and the lineup for the 2022 model year. Even better than the M8 Coupe, the M8 Convertible, with both available uh, competition-only models. It receives a massive price cut compared to their price tag for 2020, uh, which means that you'll be able to uh, get vehicles, you know, like I have, 
less expensive. Uh, the M8 Competition will be sold for $130,000, a $16,000 decrease from the 146th, uh, you know, the coupe that is, the $146,000 it was initially offered out in 2020. Likewise, the M8 Competition Convertible gets the same price cut uh, with a sticker price of $139,000 in contrast the $155,000 price tag from uh, two model years ago. So I'm, you know, I'm bad at math, but we're doing okay. Yeah, sixteen thousand dollars is the price of, uh, let's just say, uh, Hyundai Accent mom single mom car from two thousand and seventeen. Hey, maybe you could have you could buy outright one of those. Maybe, yeah, for with, cash with the savings. Yeah, it's nice to see one of the best uh, cars in the industry come down in price. Uh, which I'm pretty excited about. I mean, I don't know how often you see the the sort of the drop in those prices, but <laughs> that makes uh, me so sad. <laughs> did you see, by the way, what happened on a Michigan highway this week? No, I didn't. No, in a Michigan highway, an A10 uh, attack jet uh, used a Michigan highway, uh, ten of them actually, as a landing and takeoff. So not just week. one. Not one. They practiced. The U.S. military were practicing on it. Residents living near northern uh, northern portion of Michigan, uh, southern peninsula, are used to seeing low-flying jets uh, from time to time, but don't usually get them this low. On August 5th, aircraft from the Michigan Air National Guard landed and departed from a stretch of a two-lane highway in the northeast portion of the state. It's the first time such military activities have occurred on public highways. Look at that jet landing on a public highway. I'm uh, just going to go ahead and put my tinfoil hat on because <laughs> the military landing on civilian streets for practice. Yeah, well, it, it's a historic touchdown. It was captured on video and photographs by the 127th Air Wing of the Michigan Air National Guard based in uh, Selfridge Air National Guard Base, northeast Detroit. Uh, according to MLive.com, four, it was four, a-10 Thunderbolt attack uh, to aircraft used the highway as a, you know, I think they probably stopped the traffic, but they used the highway to take off and land. I just, I want to know what scenario we're, we're practicing. Is it zombies? Oh, that's it, good. I wonder if it was a zombie drill. I fully believe that they're doing that because there's, I know there's zombies. I'm just, I'm not prepared think, to argue you, because I'm right. You do. You know, I, there you know, no zombies. Right. there's no such thing as zombies yet. Yet they were. You're saying the reason that you know there's zombies is because the Michigan Air National Guard landed on a two-lane highway. Well, let's de let's quickly deconstruct that. Michigan total zombieville, and two, yeah, because <laughs> we need to know when the when the you know the stuff hits the fan. Yeah, it's go time, baby. Uh. So we got to know if we can if we can pull that off. Then guess what we're doing? We're flying right in the middle of uh, 122nd. We're gonna get all the planes down there, and we're gonna bomb everything and make a make a, a yeah. You, you think? Lot. Do you think they're having a contingency plan for what happens if the Michigan yes. uh, you know, if Michigan becomes a zombie place? Yes. Right now they're doing it. You're reading. Have about you it. seen Sweet Tooth? Parts. Uh, Sweet Tooth is basically the modern story of what happens if there's you know see something like zombie outbreak. So a new a new modern zombie era like. Uh, TV oh, well, show. we've had TV shows about you know zombies forever. Yeah, but I don't see the Michigan Air National Guard landing anywhere near me. Yeah, we don't do that very often, do we? <laughs> it's just a bit weird to see them do that, land and take off on a highway. Just saying, it's one of the things that I think is the most interesting. 
Uh, Alfa Romeo uh, have also been caught out in the open with uh, one of their new vehicles. It's their new SUV, and it's been photographed. It's called the Tonal, Tonali prototype. Toenail? It, ton, toenail, <laughs> toenail prototype. You can imagine if someone called a car a toenail. <laughs> no, what color it would be. <laughs> oh, what, co- what color? Like yellowy? Yeah. Like an off yellow? Yeah. Like Egg yolk yellow? The the sort of color that smoking would have left on the wall of, uh, of a white house if it had been smoked in yuck. for 20 years. Yuck. Yeah. Oh, I can't think of anything Alfa else. Romero. I thought, I thought they died. Holy. I thought Alfa Romero holy. was done. No, they have some of the best cars out there. Oh. Uh, BMW X8. M Hybrid also spied uh, doing the Nürburg track. Same. Things Sneaky. are going on while we're here and doing a radio show. Sneaky. More radio show at ourautoexpert.com. Listen to the podcast. You can also see the videos from our Fox Morning News portions of our live television, plus all the latest news. Go there. Find it out. We're there 24-7. See you next week. You've been listening to Our Auto Expert with Nick Mile. Find all the show episodes at ourautoexpert.com. Please follow us on all social media, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Our Auto Expert. And message us for a quick and witty response.